unapologetically optimistic judge Abby Stone, the daughter of the late Harry Stone, who's played by the late Harry Anderson, follows in her father's footsteps as she presides over the night shift of a Manhattan arraignment court and tries to bring order to its crew of oddballs and cynics, most notably former night court prosecutor Dan Fielding, played by John Larroquette. Series also stars India DeBeaufort as Prosecutor Olivia. You may know her from Netflix's hit series Firefly Lane, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, HBO's Veep, and she joins us tonight. Hello, India. Hey, Dave. It's going great. It's going great. So I watched the original series, Night Court, and it was it was focused on Harry Stone. And I, I remember, like, he was a magician. He was a jurist. He, he talked about his parents being in a mental health institution. And he got his assignment because the outgoing mayor made a huge number of appointments on his last day. And Harry was the only one that answered the phone. So it already kicked off <laughs> that story that way. I love that John Larroquette is, is returning to the series. But tell folks about the premise of the reboot here. We're sort of, it's in an interesting way, as um, as Melissa has said, it's more of a new boot than a reboot. I like that, okay. Um, in that we're kind of carrying on the story of Night Court, but bringing in a bunch of fresh faces and a little bit of new crazy. Um, <laughs> so we pick up 30 years later. Uh, Abby Stone is now our judge, the daughter of Harry Stone. And um, after she arrives in court, she realizes she needs a little bit of help and calls on an old friend, which is where Dan Fielding reemerges yeah, cool. uh, back to the, the cookie holes of Night Court. I love that. And I love that there's a little bit of old school in there. I like that you're calling it a new boot. Because, yeah, I guess if you look at the new series uh, in general, it is brand spanking new. And even when I was looking it up online and so forth, it, it's associated with the original series, but but not quite. But it's nice to have the thread of some of that history in there. It's nice, and also I feel like it makes it a better show by being respectful to what's gone before us. I think every every single person on our set has always been so aware of this precious thing that we're getting to carry forward. You know, we're getting to um, ride the coattails of this incredible, well-loved series that has a really important place in a lot of people's hearts, a lot of people's childhoods in a lot of ways. Very true. Um, and so I think the goal was to make a show that was respectful to what had gone before it and honored what had gone before it, um, but also brought in a new audience at the same time. Um, so I feel like we're definitely aiming to capture some of the, that nostalgia from 80s and 90s sitcoms, but um, also speak to a younger audience um, who may not have seen some of the original Night Court. Well, in your role, you know, as the court's assistant district attorney, highly, highly driven, ambitious, assertive, your character sees the Night Court as the first entry into something bigger. So, you know, you got to pay your dues. And I think that's a good life lesson for a lot of people that, you know, graduate college or, or get to a certain spot where they think they're going to get it all. You got to work your way up a little bit. I mean, that's how it goes. You sure do. Especially now. I feel like things are so different, um, even in the 80s compared to how they are now. Now it's so difficult getting that first job, getting that first home, getting a step on the ladder. It's really, it's more challenging than ever. And I think um, Olivia is a fine example and a, a relatable um, element in, in today's society. Now, did you watch any of the original series to get a feel of what the original show was all about? I grew up in England, so I hadn't gotten to see the series until I got the audition for the, for the show. So uh, the minute I had an audition for any show I've never seen, I always binge as much as I can just so I can get a feel for what I'm walking into. Um, my husband 
had actually just binged the entirety of the series three oh, months geez. prior to me getting the addition to the role. Wow. Because he's, he's, uh, he's American and an enormous multicam lover. Um, and he goes back through multicams he loves and watches them on cycle. And that just happened to be the one that he had been watching um, three months prior to me getting the phone call. So um, I, knew, I knew Night Court. I just hadn't delved into it. And then the minute that I did, I fell in love with it. Um, and I was just so excited to get to meet John. Um, he's just a comedic genius. So it was really incredible to get to watch his work first, first before sort of being surrounded by it. I love that you say multi-cam lover. So for most folks, you're absolutely right. Like in these days on Netflix and even on the networks, there's a lot of comedies that are one camera comedies. There's no there's no audience. There's no laugh track. And I guess this is kind of a throwback because I guess that's what I grew up with too. So I love watching those type of series, but I guess they are a little more rare these days, aren't they? They are. And it's such a shame. I'm also an enormous fan of multi-cam. I, my husband, uh, we're, we're both actors and we were both on, my husband was one of the series regulars on Norman Lear's uh, reboot of One Day at a Time. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so we did that. Uh, I played his love interest for a couple of years and he was on that show for four seasons. And being in the Norman Lear world of multi-cam um, is just something else. <laughs> he's, still, he's still working so, at 100. I mean, does that blow your mind oh, away? He was there every single week. Before Kate Knight, he would jump up and give the audience a speech um, that was eloquent and beautiful. And he's just incredible. He, I, and I think they're like, that's the trick, right? Right, just it keep is. Going, keep yes. doing things you love. Yes, you're not sitting um, at the chair at home. You're sitting and, and you're still working. Yeah, and no, you're, yeah. you're keeping it going. Yeah. But when yeah. you get to, to look at the multicam world through his eyes, it's really this really beautiful medium, the ability to make someone laugh and cry. And I, I feel like we've kind of forgotten how to do it right. Um, and so it's really lovely to start seeing shows like One Day at a Time. And, um, you know, hopefully we've, we've given it a good shot. Um, shows coming back to the old format. If it ain't broke, don't try and fix it. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's true. You know, we're not chasing the joke. We're trying to actually build characters and storylines that are around something real whilst also making you laugh. You know, just a little bit about you. You were early part of your career singing, acting too, but you were singing a little bit more, but you were acting and performing in a film called Run, Fat Boy, Run with David Schwimmer of Friends directing it. It kind of changed your path, didn't it? To more acting. Yeah, I didn't want to be, I never, it never even occurred to me to be an actor. I wanted to be Britney Spears. Um, like most, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> right. like most kids when I, you know, when I was young. Um, and I, I had a deal with a, a show, a company that owned a multicam, actually, a children's multicam. And they threw me on the show, but mostly as a singer. And they were just sort of trying to gain exposure for me, I guess, at that time. And I was awful. Um, and so I, <laughs> I quickly just thought, okay, but the singing part, I feel good about. The acting part is very evident. I am bad at this. Definitely not for me. <laughs> um, but then a few years later, I got an audition for Run, Fuck, Boy, Run. I had a commercial agent at the time. I didn't even have a, a, a theatrical agent and um, they couldn't find the girl for this specific role. And they had gone to all of the top agencies were were striking out and went, they cast it a little wider. And then I managed to get an audition and um, David Schwimmer somewhat miraculously after my first audition thought he saw something and he is an actor's actor and yeah, um, has yes. a theater company in, yeah. in Chicago, as you know, I'm right. sure. Yeah. Um, and he asked casting if he could work with me and brought me back in. And he spent about an hour with me going over script analysis and breaking down the script and showing me why things were funny and how to make them funny and um, kind of took me under his wing. And then I came back and read again with Simon Pegg and uh, had a, a chemistry read. 
but I think I possibly had one more read after that. And then the next thing I know, I got the job. And Mm -hmm. David sort of was the person who sat me down and said, I know you want to be a singer, but don't. I think you're a comedic (laughs) actor. I love that. I love that. Well, even though looking (laughs) at the list uh, of some, looking at some of the shows that you've done, even though some of them are dramas, there's also been a lot of comedy in those dramas. But I'm, you know, One Tree Hill, Jane by Design, Chicago PD, How I Met Your Mother, NCIS, Los Angeles, Modern Family. You did a a stint on Veep for a while, uh, Zoe's Firefly Lane. So what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy the comedies more, the drama more, or when you're doing the dramas, you get to touch a little bit of that comedy as well? It's always been comedy for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think our, our town has, is, has historically been a little narrow-minded at times. And if you start on a, you kind of go the way the bull's rolling. So, okay, you book a job and it's on a drama. Awesome, great. But then the town kind of wants to pigeonhole you as a dramatic actor for true. a period of time. Very true. Um, and I kind of felt like that was what happened with me. I, I started my role with comedy, but then I started booking drama and after that, it became more challenging for me to step back um, over to comedy. And so I would try to sort of squeeze a little comedy in here and there, wherever I could, into the dramatic roles, which wasn't always fitting, but it was amusing for me. Um, and so I'm just so grateful now to kind of spending this year coming to set every day with the main goal of making people laugh was so fulfilling. Well, you can see India on the series New Boot of Night Court Tuesday at 7, <laughs> back-to-back episodes on NBC. India, it's been a pleasure. So fun talking to you. It's been a pleasure, Dave. All right, you're listening to 720 WGN.